Hi, and welcome to the Little Ferraro Kitchen Food Show. I am Samantha with the Little Ferraro Kitchen. I'm a food blogger, a cookbook author, and a cooking instructor. On this show, we'll be talking all about weeknight cooking, recipes, fun ingredients. Basically, if you love cooking and love talking about food, this is the place to be. Welcome back to the Little Ferraro Kitchen cooking show. This is Samantha, your host. And today's episode is going to be a little different. Now, we love to stay home and we love cooking at home and we love talking about home cooking. But uh, we just had to get out of the house <laughs> and we went away for a week. We went to Mexico and we had such a fun time. The food was fantastic. The weather was perfect. The people were wonderful. And my husband, Joe, is here with me on this episode today. And we're going to talk about our trip and how much we loved where we were and all the delicious food that we had. That was an amazing Yeah, we were there for a week, which is a long time for us because we're such homebodies. But it was really nice, like just to get away. And we even had some excursions that we had planned outside of the resort that we were staying at. But we were enjoying it so much that we canceled them. (laughs) And we just stayed stayed there. And I, I think that was smart because where we were staying was foodie central. So you want me to tell about don't let me yeah, out of the bag? Sure. No? Okay, so Nobu is a brand. It's uh, a sh- Nobu is a chef um, from Tokyo originally, set up in New York City, and is backed by some big hitters. They came to him years ago and said, Let's open a restaurant, and he said no, and then finally Chef Nobu relented and started a, a great brand of, hot- of first restaurants and then now into hotels. They're currently 13 hotels with 12 really? more on the way. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's one of the finest foodie hotel resorts I think you can find. And we just found out that our one of our top favorite places on to go on the planet is San Sebastian. Yeah. And they're opening in 2023. So it's That's really so nice exciting. to be invited there. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about San Sebastian before. We went there a few years ago and Joe and I were like, we can always we can move there. I mean, talking about food destination. And when we found out that the Nobu group is going there, we're, we were like sold. <laughs> so we have to, I mean, I can't imagine like the best one of the best food resorts we've had in a you know a fantastic foodie city. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah, there's gonna be 20 rooms. I mean, at, yeah, this, at a, a figure a hotel with 20 rooms. That's boutique, and I'm sure attention to detail is light years beyond most places. Which this place was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Nobu Los Cabos was they. It, they're 200 rooms, 600 employees, which means it's it's there's a lot of employees in front of you, but they are the best of the best, and each restaurant. Every bite is above and beyond. And it's, ex- yeah. okay, it's expensive, but you know mm-hmm. how people want their money's worth? You won't get it here. You get more than your money's worth, I think, yeah. at Nobu Los Cabos. It was, it was worth every single peso. Yeah, I agree. When we were, so a few months ago, we wanted to take a trip and we were looking at all these different places. And for Joe and I, of course, you know, we all know that we want food to be the focus. So we always try to pick destinations, resorts, areas where food is really highlighted. And 
um, as we were researching, this Nobu kept popping up and we we're like, oh, we've heard of Nobu, you know, the really um, well-known restaurants around the U.S. and around the country. And this was the first um, resort, I guess, that was built from the ground up where they made it like a Nobu resort versus like a Nobu restaurant. And it's what really um, interesting was that because we were going to Mexico and even though Nobu is owned by a Japanese chef, what I loved so much was they really incorporated and respected the Mexican culture and incorporated local ingredients, local plants, um, and just, you know, blended the two cultures together really well. That way we were able to experience what Nobu offered and also what Mexico had to offer with local ingredients. So that was one of my favorite takes. And we'll talk about some of our favorite recipes and bites that we had because we've already recreated one at home and it was pretty darn good well your create your shabby spin on everything is using local ingredients like kind of like they did yeah we, we sat down with uh wilfredo who's the restaurant manager at nobu in cabo where we were and he had so much to say about the local people and the local ingredients and many of the things that you find on the on the menu there you can't find at nobu in florida because it's not right it's a local to mexico which i yeah i really really enjoyed absolutely how many days how many times did we have the local fresh whole fish like yeah at least maybe maybe it was like three or four times yeah and it and it was caught that day by a local fisherman so it's not like they shipped it in some things that that we found on the menu at nobu and at the other restaurants you can find at other Mm-hmm. Nobu restaurants, but most things, it's, it's all local stuff. It's wonderful. So now let's talk about some of our favorite bites. So there's a few restaurants on the property, and one of them has more of a Mexican theme that we fell in love with. I think we ate there three or four times <laughs> um, during our whole stay, and I already have a list of recipes that I want to recreate. One of our first bites, well, I think we ordered this like three times. It's a whole fish. So they uh, had red snapper, I think it was, and what they did was they filleted it, well, actually, I think they deep fried it first and then they filleted. I'm not sure because it was the whole fish with the head served with it, but the spine was removed. Is that right? Yes, Do you they, remember? they deep fried yeah. it first. Oh, they deep fried yes, it first. Yes. Okay. And then they removed the spine, but they served it with the head, which is really awesome because the head of fish has this, almost like um, any other animal, like the cheek of the animal. It's super tender meat. I mean, it's like that that perfect little tender nugget. that they you call it the oyster? Is it the oyster? Something like that. I know it's they do just- a chicken. It's a perfect bite. It is tender and succulent, and it's just lovely. And they served it over this. I thought it was an, um, a romesco sauce, but it wasn't. It was a guajillo chili sauce, and they served it on top of that. And it was like slightly smoky, not really spicy. It was really mild, but it had so much flavor. Yeah, that was this, so I, good. I, when we found out that they used some of the onion, the burnt onion skin. Oh, from, that's right. To make some of their sauces. It we we recreated that the other day here. Yeah, and they also did it. So we ordered something called agua chile, which is, I think it's agua chile, which is um, well fish in a water. Like a, it was a raw 
fish and I think we had it with shrimp and they had other fish on there, but we had it with shrimp and it's raw shrimp in this really bright, bright citrusy water, but the water was black. And we kept asking the, with the waitress and she was running back to the kitchen asking the cooks how, how it was made because you see this raw shrimp swimming in this really dark charcoal looking water. And there was these beautiful bright segments of lemon and grapefruit and orange all around. And it was striking, but also you're like, what is this? Well, first of all, the shrimp were perfect. I mean, they were not cooked. They were absolutely raw, but they were so fresh and so tender. And that charcoal, it wasn't charcoal. It was ash from onions is what they were saying. And we were trying to figure out how to make that. And I was kind of picturing if you were to make roasted onions or roasted peppers and you get your hot pan and you throw those whole onions in and you get the outside super charred. Even I think that would work. Well, I think it would work in a few places in a really hot oven, like our pizza oven or under a broiler or directly on coals, which I think would work really well. Um, or even just on a gas. I mean, it would be messy, but maybe I'm like on a gas uh, stovetop. It would be well worth it. We get right because you do that with egg, I do that with eggplants. Yeah, lo- local, all the local stuff we get at our farmers market. Let's burn that stuff. This I, yeah. So what I'm thinking is they they blackened and charred the outside of these vegetables, and then somehow they removed the char. And then I don't know, maybe steeped it in this like citrusy water. I, I think it was steeped. So it, it was picture a ceviche, mm-hmm. but not cook in the citrus for for, eight, for ages. No. I think they cut it. They the shrimp is so fresh. They diced it and mixed it with with the sauce and then served it right away. It wasn't like yeah. it got the, it got the cook in the right. It was not sitting in citrus like traditional ceviche was. This was added right to that broth. Or to water. Anyway, it was fantastic. We should definitely try it with some local fish here. Maybe um, what's what's the, or the rockfish? I think might be really interesting. Yes. Well, that could be some, fun. There's some great fish here, and it's caught yesterday. Another favorite bite that we had were well, we actually recreated this. So it was shrimp tacos, but instead of a tortilla, they use a slice of jicama, which I thought was really fun and really interesting and good if maybe someone is um you know wants to do more of like a low carb you know bite. And we found out here in the states, Trader Joe's has thin slices of jicama. So we bought some and we recreated it. It was pretty good. We did our little spit on it. Yeah, it was a crunchy, fresh. Yeah, it was really good. And it was warm down there. So biting into warm shrimp on a nice, ice-cold piece of jicama was perfect. Yeah, we really enjoyed that. And if you have a Trader Joe's near you in Bellingham, we have one. It's like a few dollars for those jicama wraps. And we um, we love them. We put we seasoned some shrimp with a sazon spice, which is what we had. But I think there they did it in like almost a, an al pastor uh, seasoning, which I want to recreate. And al pastor is chilies and I believe garlic and some onion. And it's blended. There might be some citrus in there. And it was just really flavorful. But we use a sazon spice, which has... You know, it's not as citrusy, but it has really good flavor. There's like cumin, achiote in there, a little oregano, paprika. And then we topped it with a um, a quick salsa that I made, just a basic tomato, onion, garlic salsa, and a little guacamole. That you roasted. Oh, I did 
roasting. Say one thing that char. Yeah, that was that was really really good. I think we might have charred a little more this time because we found out nothing bad can happen from really great local stuff that's charred and then yeah it has if you like that smoky flavor it it. really provides an extra layer of flavor just a little depth you're like oh what is that and speaking of al pastor we also had al pastor chicken when we were there which i definitely want to recreate and they served it with a really bright fresh pineapple salsa and also okay remember all those salsas that we had those okay well they knew they knew that so they brought over oh really like remember the five he's like here's oh my god so we both love spicy and i said do you have any you know hot sauce and i'm expecting you know a bottle of whatever and no what bottle. was brought was this beautiful like an array of different hot sauces they were they looked almost creamy because they were served in a small bowl one was um a bright orange another one was green another one was a different shade of green and of course if you know me i always have to ask the waiter and the chef what is in this tell me everything <laughs> about it and the orange one and all these i definitely want to recreate so hang tight for recipes the orange one was a habanero i believe pineapple salsa and i you know thought that because the habanero has that that orange color and oh and a little tomato i remember they said a little tomato as well and i believe they just um char it and then blend it really really well and then the green one i believe was a serrano or jalapeno i think it was jalapeno salsa and none of them were extremely hot no but they had great flavor it was they were all flavor it's not really a pineapple thing that was yeah amazing. i think it, it gave it a little bit of sweetness but it wasn't it wasn't sweet when you tasted this hot sauce you didn't taste sweet but you tasted this really well balanced you know heat with flavor and maybe a little sweetness to help cut some of that acid some of that heat and uh i definitely want to <laughs> recreate them because it was I'm, so I'm, good on all the fish tacos that we had and breakfast it was oh it was i'm good. looking forward to recreating more because your spin with local ingredients from Bellingham area is going to really put this sauce over the top. Thank you. It's almost farmer's market season, so yes. we're, we're going to go have some fun. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, we talked about some of the food at that Pacific restaurant, which is more of a Mexican theme. We have to talk about cocktails. Okay. okay. <laughs> of course. Okay, so the first night we got there, we made friends with a bartender. And, you know, we're, you're exhausted. You're traveling all day. And we sat at the bar, and first of all, there's more. I know it's more mezcals than tequila there, which I love because I love smoky. And also, if you find tequila maybe a little too harsh or a little too strong, I highly suggest looking for mezcal because if you do like the smoky flavor, I find mezcal to be a lot smoother than tequila. By leaps and bounds, I'm not even allowed to drink tequila. (laughs) That's a whole other. Mezcal is tastes like. You're drinking something that you want to drink instead of in unenjoying a shot of tequila. <clears throat> the smokiness behind the mezcal. And it's done a specific way. They bury it. I think they, they, kind of like a Hawaiian emu. I think they bury the agave leaves. And it provides such a lovely light smoke flavor. And, of course, there's different layers or, you know, grades of smoke. Some are heavier. Some are lighter. But the ones that we had were really light. And it was really enjoyable. And when we uh, had our first night there, I asked the bartender. And, of course, we became friends. And I said, you know, I, I would love to try a mezcal cocktail. I don't like anything too sweet. I do love citrusy. Is there 
there's something you can make for me? And she's like, oh, yes, I got you. And this cocktail, they could, supposedly they're calling it the Sammy cocktail now. Yes. And we have most of the ingredients here. And she sent me the recipe. But basically, it's mezcal. It's um, grapefruit, lemon, and lime, all fresh juice squeezed in there. A little lilay, which is like a, not like a vermouth, but it's almost like a light... Um, uh, ap- no, maybe like a light aperitif. A French liqueur, right? Yeah, it is. And she, it's really nice and a little floral and orange bitters. And there was some, oh, and a little Cointreau, I believe. Homemade Cointreau that they make That's there. right. Yes. That's right. And then she rimmed the glass with tahine, which kind of emphasized that smokiness from the mezcal. And the combination was so delicious. It was citrusy, lightly sweet, lightly smoky. It was just really, really well done. I thought that was my favorite mixed drink. Now, didn't we also have a, sh- a tasting of really good mezcal? Yes. I won't even attempt to pronounce it, but <laughs> we asked her, we said, you know, we want to try a new mezcal. Do you have any recommendations? And she's like, this is my favorite. And she gave us this bottle and I can add maybe the photo I can, or a link or something in the show notes. And it was so smooth. But what was really fun was that, you know, we were just expecting a little shot of mezcal, you know, okay, great, move on. But she gave us this little plate of different crushed up salts and slices of orange to try. And one of them, <laughs> one of them was not, not salt. Up. It was crushed up. I forgot the word. You can tell me. Beetles. No, it wasn't beetles. Crickets. Crickets. It crickets. was crickets. And then she brought a cricket out. So they they find these, they <laughs> they harvest them and they smoke these crickets and then they season them. Absolutely amazing. It was it really good. It tasted like a, a, a peanut. Like yeah, a, it tastes almost like a corn nut or something. A corn nut, yeah, yeah, or something. It wasn't spicy. It was crunchy. And it was funny because the, um, her name's Sadi. Her and I were chatting a little bit and she's like, Oh, I can't believe you haven't had crickets. I was like, We don't, that's not norm here in the United States. I haven't so, seen them at the farmer's market. I haven't so, either, yeah. but uh, apparently it's really well, you know, it's it well was, known there. So, and, and so, so, so a little taste of the mezcal, a little salt or lime. Or mezcal, lime, and the cricket. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really good. And then she also gave us uh, pepita salt, so crushed up pumpkin seeds with salt. That was really good. And then another, like, just a chipotle salt that we're more familiar with. And it was all so delicious, and it just went really well with that lightly smoke of the mezcal and the sweet citrus. It was really nice. Yeah, our dive in the mezcal was so much fun. Yeah, we're we're on the hunt to (laughs) find some more mezcals here. Yeah. Yeah. One of our favorite meals. Got to be breakfast or brunch. We love breakfast. So <laughs> at the resort, there's this spot called Malibu Farm. All sustainable, all local grown. She doesn't use any stuff. Like, it's all yeah. the real deal. And we had the most simple, most beautiful breakfast every morning. I was stuck on the omelet. Mm-hmm. Local asparagus, local eggs. And it was just... And it was so simple. Cheese in it, yes. And it was done perfectly. And with each dish, they bring you a... Big batch of beautiful local greens oh, yeah. with some simple, very simple oil and vinegar. And, of course, the sauces or the all hot sauce. The, all, all those all hot sauces. Sauce. Oh, my God. Those are so good. But, yeah, that omelet was so It was so simple, but I think the vegetables were so fresh. And they weren't overcooked. They still had that snappy Nothing crunch. Was it was really perfect. It, 
even the potatoes were like all dark. I'm like, that, that, this works. Yeah, it was yeah. it was really good. So that omelet, we definitely. I know it's just a simple omelet, but we're like, oh, we have to recreate it. And I think there was zucchini, asparagus. I think there was a little feta cheese in there. I think mushrooms, and then they did serve it with this beautiful fresh green salad and these huge slices of watermelon radish. And everything from there, if I, if I remember right, he's like, we make the feta. We know where the chickens come from, where the eggs come from, and, and it was all that made it. And that's and actually that's what they're known for, Malibu Farm. So we're, that was one of our. Yeah, we really really enjoyed. It. We had some fresh juice, and they always give you like a little fresh shot of juice, and everything was just like really fresh and bright and simple, and it kind of just brought us back to our basics. You know, keeping it simple and fresh and seasonal, and we really appreciated that. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was really good. Should we talk about the steak place, Ardea? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. We just love everything we ate there. Well, there's four or five restaurants there, and and if you're including, like, room service and so on. But Ardea, right. high-end, beautiful, local beef, and they gave us the best seat of the house, which was looking right into the kitchen. That was a big really glass cool. I, absolutely. Everybody on their game. We did a chef's tasting, and... It was flawless. Yeah, it was really cool. So the restaurant's really interesting. It's this really dark uh, restaurant, you know, black wall. It's kind of trendy, but you can kind of smell the food. And when they brought us to our table, they sat us, like Joe said, like this huge window that um, on the other side was the kitchen. So we saw the whole line of cooks. Which is right up our alley. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, if you are a chef, lover, it. cook, you would love this seat. And it was really like a, it was a whole entertainment. It was kind of like a dinner show. It was a dinner show. That's what word I was looking for. And it was awesome. We saw all the chefs work and it was so clean and everybody was like, almost like a musical. They, everyone knew what to do and they had a huge pizza oven in there, which I thought was really cool. Yep. <laughs> and everything was just really well done. But their specialty, like Joe said, is like steak, meat, lots of grilling, smoked flavors. And we got their tasting and we both got a few different things yep. and they were all so good. Bone marrow. Yeah, that was really oysters. good. And there was all smoked. I think the bone marrow was served on top of these coals and the coals were still hot, giving off heat to the bone marrow. And if you haven't had bone marrow before, I suggest, we both suggest to look for it. You can usually find it in, you know, meat departments or meat markets. And if they're cut in half where the marrow is exposed, well, you can use them for stock, which is delicious as well. But you can also roast them. And people like to call bone marrow almost like meat butter. Because what happens as the bones roast, that marrow in the middle gets really uh, bubbly and soft and succulent. And if you ever do go to restaurants that have bone marrow, they usually will pair it with another flavor that's a little sweeter. So maybe like a, a rich, savory fruit or roasted garlic, just to kind of cut some of that fat in the bone marrow. But if you like bone marrow, you want to try something different, roast the bone marrow, get it really nice and hot, and then serve it by scooping out the bone marrow and putting on some toast points or some really crusty bread and a little roasted garlic. That's how I would do it's, it. It's it's a wonderful dish. We there's at that restaurant Ardea. There were there are two VIP seats. We're in one of them, and the other one was upstairs, hidden, overlooking the restaurants. And apparently, uh, Robert De Niro, who's part owner of this resort, walks from his room right into this room, 
dines with his friends and family, yeah, and then cool. overlooks the restaurant. Oh, that was, that was we got the we got the VIP tour too. That was so much fun. That was pretty cool. And every other bite that we had at the restaurant, we had smoked oysters. We had perfectly uh, cut, you know, small strips of steak. Everything was just so delicious yeah, and we so well done. What, there wasn't any need for the one big steak. It was like a lot of small, perfect bite sampling. Yeah, really well done. Yep. Talk about Nobu. Sure. Well, oh yeah. I mean, that's their okay, yeah. So this is their signi- signature yeah. restaurant. Now, you sushi and sashimi has to be really good and really fresh, and this is what he's known for. So we tried some of the most spectacular dishes I have ever tried, and they were and it, and it's because they were, everything was fresh, local, and simple, and. We, I mean, we did the and oh, they brought us a smoked Manhattan. Yeah, that was really so. One of our favorite cocktails is a Manhattan, and what I found so interesting was that they make their vermouth. Usually, uh, Manhattans have a sweet vermouth. They made their vermouth uh, from sake, Excellent. which is really so. That's how they're kind of incorporating that Japanese influence. And then because Nobu is a Japanese themed restaurant, they also wanted to incorporate a lot of Mexican ingredients and Mexican flair. So one of my favorite bites was the. Those ahi tacos we got as an appetizer in the beginning and they had homemade corn tortilla shells really small like two bites and they filled it with fresh ahi or fresh tuna and it was just really well done it was like perfectly crisp it wasn't heavy and the fish was really light and bright and just lovely that's, that's what makes that restaurant the local ingredients are fresh and they, and they don't cheat on any like side anything it's all fresh that, that was pretty much a foodie experience. That I it was will, a destination. I, I will not forget. <laughs> no. O- originally, we were supposed to meet with the head chef at the resort, Padilla, Chef Padilla. However, he had to go off property for an emergency, and we hope to meet him next time because he learned from the best. And I want to dig into like who he is, what he did. Because when you talk to some of these really talented chefs, they kind of have the same background. They grew up like in a humble home with humble things in the refrigerator, and they create they became creators of things. And that's why we wanted to meet with uh, Chef Padilla. However, it didn't happen this time. Yeah, I hope we can do it next time because I would love to I guess just pick his brain and just talk about food and recipes exactly. and cooking. Yeah. I think, and just his experience bringing, yeah. you know, Japanese influence into Mexico and yeah. how he, you know, decides to incorporate all those. I just find that really, really fascinating. But what we have seen so far, it's, it's been done very well. Yeah. We're going to listen up for the next uh, podcast because we're going to re- recreate a few things. Oh, yeah. From our we have some fun recipes to do. I hope you enjoyed this different episode that we shared this week. We just loved our vacation so much. We feel revived and inspired to try <laughs> to try some new recipes and cooking. Yes. And I will include as much info as I can in the show notes, links to things, and just some ideas that we have for upcoming recipes. But as always, if you are looking for more recipes and want to talk about food, you can find me and us all over social media. I'm on Instagram at Ferraro Kitchen. You can find more recipes on my website at littleferrarokitchen.com, including maybe some of the future ones that we're talking about. And if you're on Facebook, you can find me at littleferrarokitchen.com. Thank you for joining us on this lovely trip to Mexico. Thank you, Sam. That was so Thanks, much fun. honey, for joining me. All right. We'll see you in the kitchen next time.